welcome to the Peeling Back Money and Life podcast, where we explore the intersection of money and life. The goal of our podcast is to provide you with actionable advice to help you align your money with your values and build your systems. Before we jump in, I want to give a brief introduction. My name is Mike, and joining me today is Casey. I want to give a little background on me. I spent uh, 23 years in the military learning systems and structure and really gained and understand the value of that as when I was growing up, I did not get a formal education in money or how to build habits and how to set values, things like that. So throughout that time in the military, I I saw the value of that. As I retire, I kind of let some of those systems lapse and saw the downside of it. It wasn't until I met a mentor of mine that he helped me uh, see that those systems and those values again and After learning and implementing that and help applying it to my life, I want to help you to build your best life as well. Casey? My name's Casey. Uh, I was prior in education as a teacher, principal, and activities director. I'm excited to bring different areas of aspects of money and life to you. Um, I've been on this money journey since 2016 when I met my mentor, happens to be the same mentor, Mike Dunlop, uh, my wife wife and I met him shortly after we bought our first house and we'll kind of, you know, talk about him in episodes here and there and we'll interview him in at least one episode coming up. I'm so excited for you to hear about that. And also kind of on the life journey, I'm a certified heroic coach that really covers a lot of areas on modern philosophy and ancient, ancient wisdom, modern science. It kind of integrates both of those and talks a lot about the fundamentals that work help you to kind of catapult your life, like eating, moving, sleeping, breathing, focusing. But getting back to, you know, what we want to provide here with, with you, number one, we want to provide value and we want to distill all the kind of books and resources uh, and workshops and courses that we've, we've learned about into concrete actionable steps for you and in an entertaining kind of listener format, uh, that you can take a lot away from. So. We're going to talk about the general money topics, whether it's investing, insurance, taxes, retirement, estate planning. And we're going to talk a little bit about goals and values today. And also like what I talked about with the heroic coach, like Mike and I are both have the Arte book that they just came out with. We use the heroic app every day. So we're excited to share um, that information with you if you are unfamiliar with that. So we want to hear from, you know, what do you like that we're, that we're, uh, putting out there, what would you like to hear from? Um, you know, leave comments, leave questions. There, there's a link to to be able to do that in the description of the podcast. Um, so, without further ado, let's get started with uh, this uh, first episode. Yeah, so let's get this started by talking about how to align our money and our values. It's in, it's essential to understand how to prioritize these decisions to help you live your best life. Absolutely, Mike. And, and what has worked for me and what the great teachers would tell us is writing these things down can have immense power and can increase the probability that we're going to reach the, the goal that we're wanting to reach to. And we're going to hit the values that we want to, that are important to us. So the prob- again, write, writing down those values, writing down those goals um, will help us in both good times and bad times, because we, we know that we're going to stick with them in good times. But what's going to happen in those bad times when, when things don't necessarily go our way. So your values are something that you're always going to go back to and making sure they're aligned with your goals. Your goals are going to change your life circumstance in your, the areas that you're focusing on, whether it's work or professional. 
um, and understanding how both of those have been impacted in your life. So what, you know, prior, prior history with family, with friends, with coworkers, with peers, uh, what about media and society have impacted those versus how much have you come up with those yourself? You know, are those truly your values? Are those truly your goals or are those somebody else's? That's kind of making sure to write those down and, and do they, do they seem congruent with, with how you want to live your life? So you may value the idea of being debt-free, for example, but you keep racking up credit cards. Or you may value the, the I being financially independent, but you're not saving the required amount in order to reach that financial independence in the time frame that you would like to reach it in. Uh, so to do this import to do this is important to set some aside some quiet. Ideally in the morning uh, is usually the number one. Number two would be at night. Uh, of try to avoid during the day because we're we're more likely to have distractions that come up and not have a quiet space. It is important for this exercise and some questions, and there's hundreds, if not thousands of questions out there, but just kind of get your mind started and encourage you whether to pause the episode or come back and listen to this afterwards and answer some of these questions. Uh, what is important about money to you? Why is money important to you? What is your desired lifestyle? What does a good life look like? What's important to you? And how do you want to be remembered? So you see some money and life um, questions within those. That's intentionally. Yeah, absolutely, Casey. And so as I went through this exercise myself not too long ago, uh, as I was starting this journey, what I found is it is difficult, as you mentioned, you know, are those your values and your goals or are those somebody else's? So it really does, and it truly does take time uh, to sit down, write these things down on paper, um, look at them, study them, think about them, come back to them. Um, and then, you know, once you finally distill all these things down to who you truly are, what your identity is, what your values and goals are, um, get them on paper, right? And you're going to have these goals. Um, Michael Hyatt in his book, Your Best Year Ever, he talks about, you know, your goals are good. You're going to have maybe 10, 15 goals for a year. That's hard to, hard to accomplish. So really prioritize those goals. And if one of those is the money goal that we're talking about now, great. Um, if not, you know, trying to still those down to two or three goals that you're going to do, um, over a certain time period, period, such as a quarter. Um, and then look at those goals, right? Every day, whether you set a reminder on your iPhone or your Android to pop up and remind you of what your goal is. Uh, you need to look at it and be visible with it every day. Um, that's how you build your system, and that's how you're going to change your life. Um, and those are the actionable things that you can do to really become the person you want to be. So let's explore our mindset about money a little bit, Casey. Um, what you believe really kind of defines what you do around money. Uh, do you want to explore this a little bit, Casey? Yeah, this comes back to a concept that you may have heard of, um, the fixed mindset versus the growth mindset. You know, that, that can apply to the area of money, that can apply to many other life areas, and it can apply to whether you're, whether you're a parent and raising your kids. A great book on this that I read many years ago, and I do come back to every once in a while, I'm excited to, you know, apply this, the wisdom um, in my parenting with my three younger kids, is a book by Carol Dweck called Mindset. And, and she talks how we can cultivate the growth mindset in ourselves and also to cultivate that growth mindset in others. Again, whether we're a parent, a spouse, 
or, or a leader in an organization. We're, and we're all leaders uh, in different areas of our life. So how can you cultivate that first within yourself and then, and then giving that wisdom to others? And it's about praising, for example, the hard work and the practice that goes into a skill versus just saying, oh, good job. Because we we're, we're never, we're not born with, with any of that. Some of us have a little bit more, you know, um, what do I want to say? So how can we cultivate that growth mindset in other people? Most of us are not born, you know, in that growth or fixed mindset. It's something that is kind of brought up to us by, you know, family or media society that, that we think about that, or maybe it's teachers. Um, that have kind of sprung upon us. And then another book that's more of a money book is a book by T. Harv Ecker, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind, Mastering the Inner Game of Wealth. And he, in here he talks about um, what he believes separates the wealthy from the less affluent. So, you know, there, there's, what do the wealthy do? What do the successful people do? How are they able to, you know, run a lot of different organizations or be, or be the successful leader while um, being present in their home? You know, it's not about, you know, massing so much money that we typically equate to wealth. It could be wealth in, in many other forms. So try to, if that, if that negative connotation kind of comes into your head, you know, try, try to dispel that. And why, why did that come into your head? Because it's not just about the money. It's how can we use the money as a tool, whether it's to, you know, fulfill our, our personal, our personal goals and professional goals and to also give back, give back to others because we never or on this journey alone. We, we didn't get to where we are today alone. So how can we uh, reciprocate that from the people who gave to us as we, as we give to the, the future generations? Yeah, absolutely, Casey. Now let's talk a little bit about setting those financial goals. Um, it, and it's important to be able to balance those goals uh, with our, our current needs as well, right? Let's look at the future and l let's look at the, uh, the now. Now, the big thing that Casey mentioned just a moment ago was to remain positive, right? And so as we move along, every one of us is going to start this journey in a different spot. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. But, but no matter where you are, you know, at the beginning, when you're setting these, your goals and in, in, in where you want to be, you're going to have where you start and you're going to have where your ideal is. But somewhere in here is, is you know, that's the gap. That's where, you know, that's where we can get messed up. And so to remain positive, as Casey just said a moment ago, you know, we need to not look at how far from where we are to where our ideal is. We need to always just remember that as we're looking at this, look at where we started and look at where we're at now and measure that because that helps you to remain positive. But Casey, do you want to add and, and start to talk about uh, setting your financial goals a little bit? Absolutely, Mike. And, and you know, to your point of there's, there's going to be peaks and there's going to be valleys. It's not going to be a straight upward path. You know, we're going to, we can spiral up, but it's never going to be just a straight upward path. There's going to be challenges. Uh, life is all about inevitable challenges. So, so it's important to stick to, you know, that goal that you have and expect those challenges to come and how can you face those challenges with solutions. And I think in order to do that, it's, it's going back to getting clear and what your values are. Cause if your values are in line with your goals, it's going to hold that much stronger. So as a reminder, your values are why you do what you do. And your goals are what you want to do. So again, making sure that they're in line and having a long-term vision uh, that are aligned with your values is so, so huge. So how can we break this down? You know, whether it's setting one-year goals, three-year goals, or five-year goals in different areas, again, 
it might be just setting one, one goal in your personal life and one goal in your professional life. Cause again, we don't want to uh, set too many goals. Otherwise our, our vision, our focus is going to be spread too thin and it's going to limit our success. So if you have that, that one year goal, for example, okay, let's break that down into smaller goals. Let's break it down. Okay. What do I need to complete each quarter in order to reach that one year goal? And then once I have those quarter goals, okay, what do I need to complete? Then you can break it down, whether it's this month or this week. And then once it's at this week, okay, what do I need to do today? What do I need to do right now? What's most important? What's important now? When? What's important now? Or some people use uh, most important task, MIT. So whatever kind of resonates with you, it's, it's about, you do that first thing in the morning before, before most of the people get up in the world that you're focused on your, what's most important now. Again, that could be personal and or professional, but just choose, you know, kind of one goal in each to kind of get started and you have much better success, uh, short-term and long-term by doing that. Yeah. And so that 1% that we just both spoke about, that comes from a book called Atomic Habits by James Clear. And so what we'll transition to now is, is we'll talk a little bit more about what James talks about in his book. It's, it's your habits and your systems. Um, habits are those actions that you do or that you change, but the system is what, what helps you to implement those habits, right? And so Casey's going to talk a little bit about, uh, about that right now. So that, yeah, that reminds me of a, of a quote from his book, James Clear, Atomic Habits. You do not rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. So habits are crucially important, just like goals and values are And systems even, even trump those habits because there's so many little habits within that system. So how can you uh, develop that over time? So to kind of give you a couple examples, um, and it's about creating the systems and the structure in place, the less, less amount of friction as possible. So for example, if you want to practice uh, writing and you want to do it on your computer, on your laptop, and you, you want to do it in the first thing in the morning, that is the only thing that's on your desk. The only window that is open is, is a Microsoft Word document. And maybe if it's, and maybe you, you, um, second. The only thing that is open is the, the Microsoft word document on your desk. And if you've already started your book, a, a great, um, thing that a lot of teachers, a lot of writers suggest is stopping mid sentence. So that way, next time you get in there, it's much easier, less friction to get going again. Um, or maybe it's that you want a system for becoming financially independent and you have a set time every week or every month that you're going to go in and check your credit card. You're going to print off the statement and you, you know exactly what you're going to do. And that's all that you're going to do. You're going to set aside, whether it's, you know, 15 minutes a month or 15 minutes a week, and you just have a system for it. Or for example, for, for meal planning, what we have is a magnet on our fridge list every day of the week. And on Sunday, we put down all our meals for the week. So when it comes down to a Wednesday, Thursday, we don't have to be like, okay, what are we doing today? What are we cooking? What are we having? We, we already know what we're having. And we always have leftovers for lunch from the day before. Um, some of you may be like, yeah, that's what we do too. Or you may be cringing and wait, you don't like leftovers. But to me, that's more of a mindset. Um, Mike, do, do you have any systems 
structures that have worked for you? Yeah, absolutely, Casey. So um, I'm a type 2 diabetic, and so I really have to watch what I eat, right? And so we had to build a system, you know, as you mentioned, the meal planning, right? But we're very busy. We've got a lot going on. Um, you don't always have to develop your own systems. Many times, if you just do a little bit of uh, searching on the internet, there's systems out there that'll help you to reach your goal. For example, we use a program called eMeals. Um, you can go to eMeals.com, and it, it, we're not sponsored by them or anything, but I, I use them because it's a good program. And we can put in there, hey, I need a low-carb carb diet because I'm you know, type 2 diabetic. And so what it does is it, it just gives us the meal plans for the week. And you know, 80% of the time, we like what it comes up with, and it spits out a shopping list. And it just takes all the work out of it so that we don't have to think about that, right? It's just a system that we've implemented. Um, likewise, you know, trying to lose a little weight to help my diabetes. Um, there's, there's many, many, uh, systems out there that you can subscribe to that provide, you know, an exercise plan. Uh, you know, I get to the gym and I don't necessarily know, Hey, I need to do this, this, and this, these days. Um, there, there's plenty of things that are pre-canned out there for you that you can find. So, so don't sweat about making a system. You know, if you're not that creative person or can, you know, knowledgeable that can think about everything, there's lots of things out there to help you come up with your system. And those are just two examples that we use that are that my wife and I use in our lives that, that help us. So let's shift gears a little bit, Casey, and let's talk about uh, finding that balance between our work and our professional lives. Um, how can we, how can we strike that balance or what, what things can we do to implement, uh, you know, a better balance there? Absolutely, Mike. And, and again, it goes back to those values and those goals a little bit of getting clear on what your vision is. What is what is your ideal? No matter if you're a college student ready to graduate into your first job, your mid-career or your your late career, looking at almost the the next journey of going into retirement. What is your ideal for your first job, for your middle of your career, for or retirement? Again, no matter the stage. And and again, what writing those things down, what do you want? your personal life to look like, whether you have a spouse, significant other and or kids, or whether you're, whether you're single and, and you just kind of, you have the work, you have the volunteering, you have the community. What is, what is your ideal with each area there? And what's going to, you know, kind of reach that personal fulfillment and level of success that you want. So for example, it doesn't have to be that you're working 50, 60, 78 hours a week. How are you, are you going to be able to work that and be present? your in your home life or be present in your community so how can you structure that uh work-life balance that okay you, you set systems you set structures of no matter what i'm gonna leave at 5 p.m for example so i can go do x after work and because there's always going to be more to do no matter what um no matter if you're just starting out a job or you're middle of a job or later in a job in your career do you want your, you want to do, what kind of flexibility do you want to have? Do you want to work from home? Do you want to always work from the office? Um, do you want to travel? Do you not want to travel? How much financial resources do you, do you need? Do you want what kind of environment, what kind of relationships do you want to be a part of? You know, going back to that family life a little bit, you know, do you want, would you rather be, have the quantity of time of hours and hours on a day or do you have the the in the quality of time where maybe I'm with my kids for an hour, but I'm completely present in that hour every single day. There's no technology. There's no electronics. I am focused on my, and they know it. They can feel it. Um, that deep sense of love, that deep sense of commitment, uh, that, that involved in that. So try to write those things down 
and don't get discouraged that uh, you're you're not there yet or you don't get there next week or next month is again this thing is a is a peaks and valleys that you're you're never going to get there there it's always how can i get closer and closer um to that ideal yeah thanks for for that casey that's uh that's good information um let's shift a little bit more i kind of preluded this a little bit earlier we talked about you know, not everybody is starting this journey in the same spot. You know, we're, we're, we're all in different life stages. And even in those life stages, we're in different areas. So as we kind of start to build, you know, our systems and, and our values and our goals and, and where we want to get to, um, how, how can we customize this data or this information that, that we're presenting you with? How can you apply that to your own unique situation? There. Absolutely, Mike. We're 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 not in all we're all in different stages. Um, you know, and how can we adapt our financial plan, our life plan according to the stage that we're in? Um, and I think it starts with, you know, understanding where you're at now. So do you have a financial plan in place? Do you know what your values are? Do you know what your goals are? If you don't, it's it's about getting clear on those on those things and getting them down on paper. So let's let's go on the financial plan page because we've kind of talked a little bit about the goals and values. So if you don't have a financial plan, whether it's one that you've done yourself or one that a financial planner has done, uh, I think that's a, that's a key point to start in covering those major topics areas. Do you have, have you looked at all your insurance, auto, home, health, disability? Do you need life insurance? You know, are you, are you single? Um, maybe you probably, maybe don't need life insurance there, or do you have a family with kids? Maybe you need some life insurance, you know, and how much, um, and understanding how much life insurance, you know, potentially social security has within, within that as well as what most people don't understand. And that's, that's a little bit off when I can get deep in there, that'll be a separate, um, episode, but consider all those aspects, um, estate planning, you know, even, even if you're, you know, don't have, you know, what you would consider a lot of money, uh, you need to consider a state plan, even if you're a young family, you know, what's going to happen with the kids. And again, not going to go too, too in depth there. That'll be a kind of a separate episode in and of itself. But once you have that foundation in place, then it's about regular reviewing and assessing those different areas, the, the investments, the tax, um, are you on track for to be in financial independent and in retirement? Um, do you need to adjust any of the savings, the investment plans? You know, what do you, what accounts do you have open, you know, within your workplace or outside of your workplace? Do you have IRAs? Do you have a taxable brokerage account? Um, and then life events are going to happen, you know, from, from when you're graduating college, getting that first job to getting married, to having kids, to your middle career, maybe you're changing careers, maybe you're going to go back to school. Uh, your approach in retirement, are you going to go part-time? Are you going to um, buy a second home? Are you going to do more traveling? You know, what goals are going to change? Do you want to, how much philanthropy giving do you want to do? Um, all those things, there's always something going on within our financial lives that integrates with many other areas. Um, so again, get that foundation in place, whether it's, whether you're doing it kind of yourself or a financial planner is getting you at least start on the right track, or maybe you're going to stick with somebody ongoing for financial plan service because it, it's just not really in your wheelhouse, not something that you're interested in. You want to make sure that the professional is looking it over. Mike, would you have anything to add with 
Yeah, and so here's the other part of that, right? You know, I'm I'm in my early fifties, and up until this point, I mean, you know, my my thoughts were I had this idea of you know I'm going to retire at age sixty two or whatever, and then you know not work and blah blah blah. But as as I'm growing older, and my you know my wife and I's passions are changing a little bit, and and our our you know goals are changing, and and they revolve around work life balance, right? So I'm finding that. I'm very passionate about what I do. And so maybe, you know, maybe our goals are changing to where maybe we won't hard retire and we're just going to continue and work part time as we approach, you know, the mid 60s years or whatever. But just be flexible. You know, as, as you're looking at your life stage, understand that it might, you know, it might change and that's okay. I mean, you're living your life, you have that freedom to do what you want. Um, but just understand where you're at in that journey and how money relates to where you're at and what you're going to continue to do. You know, in our case, we're going to, you know, we've decided we're going to continue to work beyond 65 or I am anyway, and that may not require as, as aggressive as a, of a savings goal, but each person is, can you need to understand, you know, what it is you want to do and how to apply these principles to your life. So as we're starting to wrap up this first episode, it's important to understand, too, that as you're going through these exercises, put some emphasis on continual learning. You know, we may be out of college, we may be, we may be out of high school, but we are never done learning. There's always something to learn. Um, and as we do, as we continue to learn, we're able to refine and make our, our plans better, make our systems better, make our habits better. Um, you know, Casey and I just finished reading a book not too long ago called The Joy of Compounding. And throughout that book, it talks a lot about how one of the greatest investors of our time, Warren Buffett, he reads eight hours a day. Him and Charlie Munger both read eight hours a day learning. You know, continue. they don't spend time uh, doing the work you thought they might be doing. They're learning so that they can lead and help others and, and make better decisions. And so that really motivates me uh, to continue learning. As part of my system, we've talked about systems a little bit. I get up each morning and I have a set number of things that I read and it takes me, you know, maybe 90 minutes, but I'm continually uh, learning how to, you know, it, it challenges my thoughts and my beliefs and, and helps me to make smarter choices. Casey, would you like to add anything to that? Absolutely, Mike. And you hit the nail on the head that, you know, we're done with high school or we're done with college. The, the learning doesn't stop. If the, if the learning stops, then our growth stops, our, our happiness, our success is ultimately going to kind of go right down that line as well. And if we look at the most successful people, whether it's Warren Buffett, Charlie Munger, you know, presidents, uh, CEOs of companies, they are continuously learning and they are busy people. They're, they're leaders of large organizations. If they have time to read one book, multiple books a week, and then we need to look at, you know, how are we using our time and what do we value as a priority? Maybe that's not a hard, tougher book, Maybe that's listening to an audio book. You know, if you're, if you're a stay at home mom, maybe it's, you know, you have a, in your piece in while you're, while you're outside with the kids or out in the garden or, or something, you know, how, how can you fit it into your life? You know, I look back, uh, you know, graduating college and, and feel like my, my learning catapulted more after college. I was not really a reader in college, uh, but you know, through the mentor that we mentioned before, I started reading books, multiple books a week, and, you know, started doing workshops and courses, you know, learning from independent experts like John Bogle and Burt Mankiel, Charles Ellis, Rick Ferry, Jane Bryant Quinn, 
uh, reading reputable blogs like the White Coat Investor and Mr. Money Mustache. Um, before our first kid, we did, my wife and I did a course uh, called Life Book by John and Missy Butcher that kind of looked at different areas that we've kind of discussed in this podcast and make sure that we're clear on our values and our priorities and where we want to take, you know, the next years of our life. Um, so, so encourage you, how can you one, one percent back, take one, what's the next best action that you can take, um, to do that in your life as well. Thanks, Casey. So the last thing that we want to talk about before giving you some actionable st steps uh, for what we've talked about is, is really kind of discuss the emotional stability through this whole thing. Again, you know, you may, everybody's going to be in a different spot and, and how we look at that is going to be super important, right? Are we measuring from where we started to where we're at or from where we're at to where we need to get to? You know, that could be a positive or a negative experience. And we want to we want to keep our emotions in check and stay as, as positive as possible. So, Casey, do you want to talk a little bit on that? Yeah, and I'm going to hit on that kind of measuring that you just talked about first is, you know, make sure we're measuring against ourselves, not measuring against somebody else. Um, you know, whether that's in the area of money uh, or the or other non-financial area, you know, the emotional stability can can have a great impact in the area of money when you talk about investing and, you know, almost with a click of a button, you can make just a drastic, drastic um, change in, in your net worth and your investment value by just making an emotional rest decision. You know, if the market went down that day or is down, you know, that week or month or year uh, versus, you know, in the, in the non-financial areas, maybe it's being a little bit short with a coworker or a family member and how I, how I cultivate that. And, and it's kind of what I learned from, from great teachers that, uh, it's, you know, journaling, uh, journaling in the morning, uh, journaling at night, you know, kind of like, you know, what at night it's, what did I, what did I accomplish today? What went well, what didn't go well? What's, what's up for tomorrow? Uh, what's my goal? What are my actions going to be, um, in the morning, you know, meditating, uh, working on breath work. I do the, I do breath work, you know, kind of calm myself down in bed at night too, but, you know, getting some exercise in there as well. What's going to work for you? For some people it's, you know, that runner's high, it's, that's their form of meditation in a way. Um, so it's all about finding what's going to work for you, being curious about what's going to work for you and trying different things until something, until something resonates and hits at home. What about you, Mike? Yeah, for me, uh, Casey, I do journaling. Um, and I got to be careful though, because, you know, my system is I put that in my reminder to do every day, right? In my gratitude journal, right? And so um, being in the right frame of mind before, you know, doing those things that help your emotional stability is, is crucial. You know, a reminder pops up on my phone, write in your gratitude journal. So I'll grab my iPad and, and, you know, start writing with it. But sometimes I find, you know, if I don't take that few minutes to meditate first before writing, I'm just writing to check the box, right? And so, it's, it's very crucial that you don't just go through the steps, but you actually, you know, immerse yourself in that and, and, and do it knowing that it's going to help you uh, with your overall emotional security or emotional stability.
And one last thing that I, I forgot to mention with, with emotional stability that helps me. And I, and I know that helps other people too, is the less TV I watch, the, the more emotional stable I am, because I mean, TV just feel, just feeds on our fear. Um, you know, whether it's commercials that are marketing to us or the news that, you know, another, another shooting or something has happened. Those things are important. Don't get me wrong. Uh, we want to be, uh, you know, aware of what is going on in our inner community in the whole world. But how about, how can we, you know, seek that information out in a less, you know, emotionally fired state uh, and kind of what we want to leave here as we recap is we like to have one action step for you guys to take. So what is one thing that you could start doing that would move you positively closer to where you wanted to be? And what is the one thing that you could stop doing that would move you positively closer to where you would have wanted to be. So one thing that you could start doing and one thing that you could stop doing. Yeah, absolutely, Casey. And I do this, you know, regularly. I look at the things that I can start and I can stop and write those things down. You know, as we, again, as you're building your habits and your systems, as we talked about, write those things down that you can start and stop. You know, if it's, I'm going to stop getting that $6 coffee on the way to work in the morning, that's going to help me become financially secure or uh, you know, maybe it's I'm going to set up a system to where uh, the first thing out of my paycheck each month is my Roth contribution. So, again, look at your systems, what's going to get you to your goals, and, and write those one things down and work on those uh, until they just become habit for you. Uh, with that, I want to thank you guys for tuning in today. If you like this information, go ahead and share it with your friends. Let them know about our podcast and tune in, and we look forward to seeing you on the next one. Thanks, everyone. And lastly, for the disclaimer, this podcast for educational purposes only is anything that you would find online. We only give advice to people who we know their personal situation without knowing yours. It would be foolish for us to provide advice. So for advice, consult with the experts you have in your life, whether that's your accountant, your attorney, your financial advisor, essentially the people who know you and your situation personally.